0: Welcome back to Focus for the second day in a row. I'm Ron Sisko. I believe this is Christmas, and today I want to talk about that really serious thing that happens year after year when you have that conversation with your family and um, and whatever it is about you, you feel like you need to leave. I always get started talking about this at the wrong time of year, usually right around um, Halloween. And Halloween is when, when all of this reminder of the holidays starts to kick in and it's way too late to be talking about it because at this point you've already been wrapped into your family's holiday plans, especially Thanksgiving and uh, and Christmas. It's tough because those events are always so populated by people who are willing to run your life but not willing to help you. They're not worried about your mental state. They're worried about whether or not you're going to make a good showing for them. You see, I, I spend a lot of time on TikTok much to my wife's chagrin but I, I find it such a valuable resource to see how people are communicating and, and to see what's going on in people's lives and you see um, a lot of those pop up right around uh, the Thanksgiving area where uh, especially gay or trans um, uh, people with, with their partners especially if they have partners will be asked to compromise themselves or their relationships for the appearance of, of uh, everything being happy in their family and, uh, and the t- toxicity that comes with those kinds of things. And on top of that, uh, people who have bad relationships with their families or people who go out of their way to make everything work so that their family member, like their father or their mother, can show up because they've pro- been promising to show up for years and never could, and suddenly they can. And so now let's change everyone's plans and spend all this money and, oh, they still abandoned you at the last second. That kind of toxicity has no place... In your life no matter who you are I I know that you can choose to deal with it and that, that that's part of your life and and I, I've been making the same excuses for myself for years and I, I'll talk about my experiences myself and um, and and my hopes and and dreams and fears uh, in just a second but but just just know that being able to make the good decisions for yourself doesn't mean that you're a bad person there might be some tension that comes along with that, but, uh, but you have to take care of yourself. So I guess just to get into it, uh, my relationship with my parents is definitely fragmented and it's a constant work in progress for myself. I know that a lot of, uh, the onus of communication was put on me. And, uh, and one of the things that I grew up with is constant guilt trips, um, and, and emotional I, I don't want I, I hesitate to say abuse because I've definitely seen abuse and I don't want people to think that that's the kind of experience that I have but it's uh, manipulation emo, mani- emotional manipulation uh, especially with regards to uh, compliance and expectations and um, you know the, the standard family things my relationship with my parents has led to a crippling amount of anxiety it was really interesting how I found that out because it's something that you just live with right you you your relationship with your family is what it is and things become more stressful and you just figure well that's that's part of your your life and it is what it is. Uh, unfortunately for me um, I I have a heart high heart rate because I don't take care of myself and I should I should but um, but I it was abnormally high for a while there uh, to the point where I became concerned like I became legitimately concerned. I went to see a doctor. We did an EKG. We <laughs> tried to see what, what could be causing it. And eventually he said, uh, my doctor said, uh, have you thought about talking to a, a therapist or, or something? And I was like, I, I, I guess I, don't, I never really thought about it. Sure. So I went to see a therapist and we had a delightful conversation that went nowhere. And, um, and, uh, at the end of it, she said, well, I, I don't know if we really need to Continue talking. I don't know if I like if we really hit on any issues. You don't even know why you're here. Um, but if you know if you feel like you would benefit from scheduling some, something else, uh, then please then l- let's schedule something and we can keep talking through this until uh, we we find some sort of re- um, resolution for you. And uh, I said to her, uh, "Well, no, no, thanks. I, I I guess if if you don't think there's anything." worth continuing on about, then, then I don't want to take up your time when someone else could be, um, looking to you for help. I don't want to, I don't want to hurt anybody. And she looked at me right in the eyes and she she said, you're not hurting anybody. And I broke down crying. I never, I'm not afraid to tell anybody that story. It's, it's a a weird story to me, but I, I never really felt it it was a problem, you know, in my life. I've got... I'd been controlled through a series of guilt trips, a series of someone telling me that I was cold-hearted for, for not complying with his expectations, their expectations. I'd been manipulated in that way. And I, I don't want to make it seem like um, I don't appreciate my father because... He, he did work hard and he tried his best, but that still leaves damage. That's, it is what it is, right? We say that it's okay. It's okay. It's hard. It's hard to, to be appreciative, but still understand that, that there are are problems. It's hard to be grateful but acknowledge that that someone has still made mistakes. But it's a truth. It's a truth, and it's it's it it hit me like a ton of bricks in this session. At the at the end of this session, at the session, at the five minutes after the session was over, and we were discussing whether or not I should be uh, scheduling a follow up appointment. Um, I broke down crying because for the first time in my life, someone told me, someone said to me you're not hurting anyone. And it was what I needed to hear. It was an incredible gift. And it opened up a lot of feelings. Um why why did I feel that way? Why you know what what put me in this position? I want to I want to um I want to first thank my therapist for for that that just expression of kindness that I'd never gotten. But then I'd also um I just want to put a disclaimer here. She did not encourage me to disconnect from my parents, and that's not to say that uh, she wouldn't have. Um, I feel like maybe she was just exploring what other avenues were available. I had to cut therapy short because it was very getting very difficult to make those appointments. Um, they were during the day, usually, obviously, uh, and and I was becoming very busy with work, and that's a great excuse excuse not to do your mental health stuff, right? That's <laughs> just perfect, perfect. Uh, but she very much wanted me to continue to talk to my parents and, um, and I tried. Um, I definitely tried and, and I couldn't, I I mean, I, I definitely did at some point reach out a little bit. Um, but then even after explaining my situation, uh, to my, my father that, hey, just so you know, you give me crippling anxiety. And uh, I'm really trying to work those through those things. Could you could you cool it? Um, He said yes, and he you know, he he To his credit reached out and said hey, I um You know, I know things are hard for you. We're gonna be in town Do you want to you want to get together if you don't that's fine? Um, But we'd love to see you and that was very nice and unfortunately as we got closer to the day He started threatening to call the cops and report me as a missing person Um, because that's how he is. And I know my father will never listen to this because he's not a podcast kind of guy. Uh, so if anybody lets him know about me spilling the tea, thanks, I guess. But also, you know, like I love him. He's my father, but, um, but it's just too much to deal with. Uh, I felt like I was going to have a heart attack at one point in my life because of my relationship with him. And it's hard. I think about him and my mother all the time, um, there's definitely still a lot of residual guilt, especially since, you know, I just don't talk to them. I know my brother does. And I try to, you know, communicate through him in a weird way, like in a a weird roundabout, here's how I'm doing. Please don't tell mom and dad, but like, tell them if that makes sense. But, you know, just to remove myself from the situation, there's other stuff involved, but from my perspective, this is a large amount of it. I guess the reason that I'm sharing this with you is because it's it's one of those like talking points for people, and it feels so disconnected whenever you see someone's message on Twitter, or um, I can't remember the name of that other one, uh, the, the with the, with the art people, Tumblr Tumblr. That's the one. Um, but w- with with all of these uh, people, you know, reaffirming with each other, it's okay. You can you can cut toxic people out of your life. You can leave toxic situations. You can go be yourself and those things are true But I wanted to to share my story so it wasn't just this random person giving advice I wanted to give you a piece of myself so that you knew that it was painful for me It hurts to have to 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 make that decision for yourself Um, It hurts to to try to improve yourself It hurts to look out for yourself Especially when you're constantly told all of your life that you're just being selfish it, it's hard to make a decision for yourself in that atmosphere. Self-care is a really important thing for me. It, uh, I've, I've spoken about it in, uh, in detail before, but part of the reason that I love shooting as much as I do is that it's the one time in my life where I get to really focus on just one thing. That, that improvement is only garnered in my extreme attention to, to detail. Um, there's, there's no other uh, influence it's me. It's my pistol, and it's the target. And um, I don't shoot at long enough distances to worry about the wind, or um, the rain, or a- anything that the coriolis effect. None of that. None of that is important for what I do. It's just me, my pistol, and the target. I know a lot of people don't like me talking about shooting and, and any of the things that I get from that, but to me, it's it's, um, it's like it's a good reference point. It's where I can stop the world and kind of uh, check in with myself. I, I know that the some days I go to the range and I shoot 200 rounds and I accomplish nothing because my head's not in the game. I actually learn more from watching other people shooting than I do um, just cranking off rounds like that. And it's learning more from uh, things that I never thought about trying that, that makes such a huge difference except for this last time that I went where I made changes for myself. One of the things that I've realized over watching people shoot, uh teaching other people to shoot, um being with other people as they discuss their technique and shooting, there is no there's nothing that works for everyone. There's there's only um a guideline. I've I've watched professional shooter after professional shooter talk about their technique and how they grip the pistol and everybody does the same thing now um you know a relatively tight grip right hand super tight grip left hand fitting in the the space thumbs forward um and you know all if, if you're into competition shooting or, or really shooting in general you've heard all this stuff over and over again but but what they don't talk about is uh, pressure they don't talk about um you know the 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 poise they don't talk about where your shoulders are at they don't talk about we, we only talk about that grip because the rest of those things that that they're doing with their body are things unique to them and it's not that it's some sort of trade secret that they're holding they just know that what they are doing there doesn't apply to you let me tell you about myself i'm uh i'm a bigger guy i'm a little heavy eat too much don't exercise enough um, but one thing that will never change about me is I have gigantic shoulders. That doesn't really change my suit size, but my shoulders aren't going anywhere. I have tons of muscle on my shoulders and around my shoulders and around my back, and none of that's going anywhere. So I have very wide shoulders. I went and got a tattoo, uh, this, not this last summer, but the summer before, and my tattoo artist said, uh, you have the biggest shoulders of any man I've ever seen. And he didn't mean at my size, he means at... Any man he's ever seen. So I have big shoulders. Granted, there are bigger men than me. There are men out there who have bigger shoulders, but usually their last names like Magnuson or something. They compete in World Strongest Man competitions, and they don't fit through doorways, just like I barely do. So, as you might imagine, a person of my stature uh, generally can't grip a pistol the same way somebody is at six foot, nothing, uh, 180 pounds, and and uh, well fit. Um, I, I just, I can't, I can't, it's not possible. And on top of that, my left shoulder is all torn up from a combination of things, but mostly, um, I would say, I'd I'd say that the worst of it was a bicycle accident I got into about six or seven years ago. And then, uh, follow up with physical therapy that didn't really work out. And then eventually not getting a surgery. There's my medical history in a nutshell. What I can tell you about about what that does for me, is that I can't, I can't hold a pistol uh, with, with the same lateral grip that a normal human being would be able to. I actually have to uh, kind of torque my left arm um, clockwise by eh, five to seven degrees, something like that, just to kind of create um, pressure on that side where my hand should be able to, to impact, my left hand's, uh, the, the palm swell should be able to impact the side of the grip of my pistol. I can't touch it unless I do that. It won't. It won't reach. My, I'm incapable of putting my my hand in that position, and it seems like such a small thing to do, and it is. But I can't do it unless I I tur- twist my arm that way. And if anybody ever saw me shooting, and looked at me as an example for how they should be shooting, they'd probably just hurt themselves, or would spend their time wondering why I'm doing that with my arm. It's a uh, it's a lesson that I've learned for myself in the last week that that improvement can, can make such a huge difference in my shooting. Uh, not, not accuracy, I'm, you know, I'm, your accuracy is completely independent of grip, but for speed. I, I guess the reason I keep using those analogies is because it, it makes it clearer for me to think about how I want to say something, because I'm not very good at emotional communication, honestly. Um, wh- what I guess I mean to say is that the things that work for me don't work for you. But, but the guideline, the template does. Um, at, at the end of the day, what's important isn't the situation that you're in. It's not the details of the situation. It's not the, the minutiae, you know? It's not uh, whether or not it's fair. And it's not whether or not this is just you being selfish again. And it's not whether or not you think you need to change your meds. The question is, are you are you being punished for someone else's toxicity the template here is clear if you if you're suffering if you're in pain if you're if you're being punished for any reason you don't have to be it's okay you can you can say goodbye you can change your number you can start a new life you can make demands you can set terms i know that my grip won't work for you I know that whatever my solution is and whatever works for me isn't tailor-made to your situation I know that that things are different that whatever you have going on is different from from my life and what I've done and so today my Christmas gift to you is um uh, it's just say goodbye to um to that responsibility you can you can say no you can move on it's okay and uh, and for next year because I'm giving myself a full year to get ahead of this one you can choose not to participate and if you need someone to talk to you can find me Merry Christmas